Hello, everybody, and welcome back to the show. This is the Game Bites podcast for April 29th. My name is Legrand Jolly, your sickly host, and I am joined, as always, with my co-host, Jeremy Lamont. Hail and hearty, good buddy. How's it going, Jeremy? Pretty good. I've uh, managed to avoid illness. I've got kids with walking pneumonia and people all around me just dropping dead in the streets, but uh, I persevere. I'm alive. Well, carry on, then. Also in the uh, red corner, uh, our friend and his daughter, Dale Jones. Hello, once again, yes, and for some reason, she is still awake, so <laughs> I apologize in advance. Start Starting early, you know what? 10, 10 15 years from now, it's going to be out 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock in the morning. Yeah. You're going to be up worrying. Well, then she's going to, it'll be her own fault then. <laughs> <laughs> All right, parenting <laughs> tips from the Game Bite podcast. At, at, at that point, Dad goes. Their own fault. Mom worries. Is that what <laughs> happens? I don't know what happens. Oh, I'm sure I'll worry enough anyway. Yeah, me too. I'm sure my daughter is too. So, all right. Well, uh, thanks for tuning into the show, everyone. This is, of course, the Game Bites podcast. We uh, record a bi-weekly show where, on this show which happens midweek. We talk about the games that we have been playing and our show at the top of the week that comes out on Monday. We discuss news and new releases and video game topics and other sorts of things like that. Um, so make sure you tune in to our two 30-minute episodes every single week because uh, they're a good time. Um, so today we're going to talk about video games that we have been playing. And to start us off, we're just going to kick it straight over to Jeremy. Yeah, for sure. So on our show at the top of the week, uh, the new Call of Duty announcements prompted me to mention, so I'm, I'm obligated now to talk about the fact that I played Call of Duty Ghosts from like, the, the current gen launch period, launch window game. Uh, it's actually been sitting on my hard drive pretty much since then, and I am out of space, so I am pretty motivated now to start finishing games. So I'm not going to talk about it too much, but it's the first Call of Duty game that I've played since the original Call of Duty. Um, this is, of course, the one with the dog. Uh, Riley. Yeah, how, how's that dog? Uh, he's, you know, he's loyal. He's he's loyal. His nose is wet. He's, uh, you know, he drives around in APCs and, you know, tanks and things like that. So, uh, actually, he, you know, he, he's kind of a cool little wingman. He pretty much, uh, I think he's pretty much immortal, but you can send him off to attack dudes in, in the distance. And, uh, of course, in, in any cutscene, they're like, where's Riley? There he is. Come on, boy. And, uh, do they, wait, do they really do that? They, they do, they do, yeah. I mean, they, you know, he's like a little team member. He Actually, they, they fit him up with some, I don't know if it's armor, but he has a little camera on there, and so every once in a while you go into the dog mode. And uh, is, is Riley like an acronym for something? No, it's his name, R-I-L-E-Y. Oh, okay. You know, it's kind of like, like they had to pick a good dog name, like Bud or Riley. Uh, yeah, Snoopy, and they came up with Riley. So uh, did you yeah. finish the game? I did. Yes, I did. So I've removed it from my hard drive. It's done. I played only the campaign. I did not play any multiplayer. I don't know if multiplayer is still being played. Um, but it was short enough, and I figured, you know, I could probably knock this one out. It was a good 20 gig uh, twenty gig swath of my hard drive. So uh, I did get to the end, and uh, the thing that struck me about it was the variety of stuff. Uh, you're just, I mean, it's a first-person shooter, but uh, they're always doing, so, I mean, like, sometimes there are these helicopter, in this particular game, there's a helicopter mission where uh, it, it's nothing like the first-person style game. Um, you fly a helicopter over some, like, oil derricks and stuff and, and shoot dudes on, on highways. Uh, there's a uh, there's a mode toward the end of the game where you're controlling a, a spo spoiler alert, a an orbital 
death satellites. And, uh, you know, it kind of struck me that the game is very high production all throughout. I mean, I think everybody probably knows that except me. Uh, but some of those little things might be good standalone games on their own. I mean, the, the orbital death satellite stuff, it's kind of fun. Like, you could actually make just a whole standalone game out of that. But they, they do it for, like, five to ten minutes, and, and that's the level, and you're done. And then maybe you go back to a first-person shooter again. Um, but, you know, it's kind of handball, too. It's like a lot of, like, men... You know, the, the main character's like brothers, and there's their dad, and he's like, I'm proud of you boys. I want you to always know that. Oh, and then he dies. That's like every oh. single Call of Duty game ever. Yeah, and it's, so it's like, I don't know that I'd want to play that with actual intelligent adults in the room, but I'll sit by myself and play Call of Duty. So uh, so, so I didn't mean to talk about that too much, but but I did get it, get it done. It was it was fun enough. Um, didn't play any multiplayer, so I think I think Call of Duty for me, if I ever play anymore, I think it's just going to be a campaign done. I don't have any interest in the multiplayer. So uh, wipe that off my hard drive and put in its place The Last of Us Remastered, which I've been putting a good amount of time into. I did play through to completion the game originally on PlayStation 3 and uh, I know that recently one of our first shows we talked about The Order 1886 and how I had I went on a uh, sort of a crusade because well gosh that game is so much like The Last of Us and, and why does everybody hate it now uh, and I, was, I you know I, I never said that the, the Order was any better The Last of Us is definitely the better game but uh, I still am struck by the fact that the mechanics are pretty similar it doesn't have the the um, you know, the sternness, I think. I mean, the characters, of course, are better in The Last of Us, but uh, just playing through it again on the remastered, of course, everything looks great. It's kind of fun to play around with photo mode. Um, I definitely know more about the, the way the game works than I did the first time I played it, and um, I've been playing it a lot on Vita, remote play. Oh. So, and actually, that's something that I, I wish were covered more in the press when people talk about PlayStation 4 games. I, I think it should be mandatory that every PS4 game should have at least a little sidebar blurb about how well it works on the Vita. Um, they do have custom uh, touchpad and, and controls for the Vita, which is always nice. They, they do that in a few games, and sometimes they just let you, you know, kind of uh, languish in the, the standard uh, touchscreen kinds of things that are, are default. But in this one, they do, um, they, do, they do map them. And actually, the aiming down the sights and the trigger are the touch functions rather than the shoulder buttons on the Vita, which is a little bit weird, but generally it works really well, and uh, in fact, I've been playing it mostly remote play on the Vita, just like an hour or two just from bed or whatever, and it's been working really well. So. Did you play the, um, what's it called, Left Behind? Yes, I did play Left Behind, yep, I had the DLC on the first one, and uh, in fact, I had a whole season pass of content on the first one, but I never played the online multiplayer. Um, so I, I'm not sure if I'm going to, this may be the time for me to try that out. I know that that's a pretty active community, but I did play Left Behind. It is very charming, uh, very well done. Uh, in fact, I even have the uh, Facebook posts that, uh, in fact, I, I'm going to see if they still have the Facebook integration in Left Behind, because um, it, it's kind of cute. That, that's the, the part of The Last of Us I never played was Left Behind and what I was looking forward to playing uh -huh. with the uh, remaster, which I also purchased and also had not played, just like you. Um, but I'm also down to check out the multiplayer. So I remember, I remember playing a bit of that with the on the, in the PlayStation 3 version and thinking it was pretty cool, but I had no one to really play with. So I would be down to try it out some night. We should do it. That could be a Game Bytes video show, and uh, we could get that done. And pretty cool. I'm, I'm down for that. Because I, th I thought it was pretty fun. I didn't really know what I was doing, and I wasn't really good with you know, yeah. step controls at that point. So. It, it has kind of a, a weird persistence to it, I think. So when you when you win matches, you're not just winning, but you're also sort of playing a metagame with it. Like you have a, a crew of survivors, and how, how well you do sort of affects the health of all the people that, you know, 
uh, ostensibly exists somewhere. I, if I remember right, it like linked in with Facebook if you logged in with Facebook and would pull in names of people on your friends list from Facebook and then yeah, that, your gang or something. And that's kind of cool, just like fun little things like that. I wonder if the days of Facebook integration are behind us, though. <laughs> you know, there used to be a lot more of that, and I think that's kind of gone. In fact, uh, Uncharted 2, I was going to I was gonna pull that out sometime and see if they That was the out. Twitter one. Yeah, where, where they, it would uh, tweet the chapter that you were on. <laughs> yeah, I remember hating that. that for a day on Twitter. I, a ton of people did. Like, all the pre-release like press that were reviewing it, and it was like, I'm on chapter 3. Oh, no, no, even even worse was the stupid sword and sorcery thing. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. I'm yeah. still planning. One day I'm going to play that game, and I'm just going to... I'm gonna tweet I'm that thing like a million times. One. I'm totally down for it. In fact, I was I was I'm not gonna talk about it, but I was playing Final Fantasy 13, and that actually had some Twitter integration, and they shut it. I think it just ended. Did it really? Yeah, it did. Where you could tweet screenshots and stuff, and actually it was pretty cool. Uh, that, oh. that is one thing about it is that it has a lot of good visuals that are fun to fun to play around with and share. But I think the the period on that just ended last month or something, so that that actually no longer works now. Facebook doesn't work anymore, so we might as well pull that. Yeah, that's yeah. weird. They they overshot that uh, the period of that game's relevance by like five years. <laughs> Oh, uh, so Last of Us Remastered, uh, good stuff. Uh, play it if you haven't. In fact, I, I know that there's some deals going around right now. Uh, Game Deals Daily actually has like a $12 uh, download code for that. So I've done business with them. They're, they're pretty good. So you can get it on the cheap these days digitally. Uh, so with my last couple minutes here, uh, Mario Kart 8 DLC. I really have to take a moment to, to talk about this because as far as DLC goes, uh, it is probably about the optimum situation for paid DLC, honestly. Um, so there have been two DLC updates for Mario Kart 8, and you could either buy them separately for, I think, $8, or you could get them together in a pack for 12 And they just, this past week, released the second of the two packs, uh, which I had prepaid for, so I was able to just download and get it going, and uh, hot damn. Uh, it's, it's, like, it's like if the game had been, you know... $72 instead of 60 I mean, it, the stuff fits right in. It, they're primo tracks. Um, with, with each of the DLC packs, you get two cups. Uh, you know, so like there's the shell cup or whatever. So, eight uh, tracks then or so? Exactly, eight tracks total between the two packs. Or no, I'm sorry, for each for, for each pack. So the first pack had the egg cup, which uh, I just want to run through these really quickly because a lot of them, they reappropriate older versions. So a lot of old favorites make it into this. So with the previous DLC... Um, from the GameCube Double Dash game Yoshi Circuit, which is a pretty good one, they had an Excite Bike Arena, which is kind of fun. It's sort of a 3D version of the you know the little blocks and mud pits and stuff from Excite Bike. I mean, I love the Excite Bike. Yeah, and it and it's, it's pretty cool too. And they, it's not just tracks. I mean, each each track has its own kind of special things. Um, yeah, we'll, we'll talk about that in just a minute. Then Mute City from F Zero. Uh, from the Wii version, uh, Wario's Goldmine. The SNES version of Rainbow Road. Uh, a new track called Ice Ice Outpost, and then Hyrule. So that was the Triforce Cup. And so they actually added Link as a character, and um, they've kind of gone into less of, of a... I mean, it wasn't just Mario and his friends now. They started adding stuff from other franchises. I mean, like I said, F-Zero was a track, uh, and now Hyrule. And in, in the Hyrule uh, course, and again, this is still the old DLC, but the, the, the coins that you get on the track, they're rupees now, and the sound effects change to be Zelda-esque. Um, yeah, they, you also get a few new characters, Link, obviously, um, Tanuki Mario in a, in a full raccoon suit, uh, Cat Peach, that sort of thing. The new one, though, which just came out, let's just run through those real quickly, um, Neo Bowser City, which is a new... Actually, that might have been on the Wii version, to be honest. Uh, I feel like that was in the Wii version. Uh, the Game Boy Advance Ribbon Road, which is now a 3D kind of thing, sort of like Rainbow Road, but everything is on this wavy sort of 2D ribbon. 
Uh, Super Bell Subway, which is uh, kind of a, a train track kind of thing. Big Blue from F-Zero, that's the Bell Cup. And then in the Crossing Cup, which is as in Animal Crossing, the, the most important track of all of them uh, from Double Dash Baby Park which is uh, just that round sort oh, yeah, of the oval. circuit. And the thing is, so in addition to all these tracks, they've also added 200cc mode. That's something that's new. And I'm, I don't know if that's part of the DLC or if they just added that in general. That, that might was just like a, a free edition. Yeah, that might just be a general update. And let me tell you something. Have you, have you heard the phrase that Nintendo people say, settle it and smash? I'm here to tell you, settle it and smash is out. Settle it in Baby Park 200cc mode is <laughs> It is the ultimate. Is so, I, I hope I never hear anyone say that. <laughs> All right, let's settle it. Cassie Baby Park. That's it. Jeremy. It's done. That's right. <laughs> uh, last few tracks: uh, Game Boy Advance, Cheese Land, which is kind of a fun little uh, you know food-based Mario. Always had kind of that food thing going on. Uh, Wild Woods, which is a Donkey Kong-themed track, and then Animal Crossing, which uh, is kind of neat because not only is it an Animal Crossing-based track, but it has four seasons, so the track sort of changes randomly depending on. Uh, session uh so it's good stuff honestly if you have mario kart 8 uh i you you it's not even a question you should pretty much be shelling out for some mario kart how dlc much is, how much does it cost uh so like i said i, I want to say it's 7.99 if you do them separately um but you can get them together for 12 and you might as well just do that yeah 7.99 individually or 11.99 like bundle. 16 tracks that's like it's 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 you got to do it um Right. I mean, the, the only thing that this game is still missing is the dedicated arena modes, because now the, the, the versus mode is just, like, uh, on the track somehow, and you just oh. shoot them off other people, so it's kind of lame. I mean, if they release that, this would be basically the ultimate Mario Kart game. Uh, in fact, I they should just make this a, a long-term thing. They should be releasing these every six months. Um, it sounds like that maybe they are, right? Because the game's been out a while now. Yeah, well, they're, I think they just haven't got the bandwidth to be releasing a lot of full games, so this is a way for them to leverage the, the platform, the Mario Kart game that they've already got, and just do smaller content updates and prolong the life of the game that they've got and still get something out that people can be excited about. And uh, this this is a testament to it being a, a good decision. I mean, it's just really good. Um, the tracks are really fun. They're, they're just as good as any of them that came with the original game. So. Cool. Awesome. Yep, so that's what I've been playing. Uh, we might... Uh, Sorry, I took a little bit extra time there. Uh, let's throw it down the list. Um, yeah. yeah, no problem. I can, I can go quickly. So um, I've been playing just a couple of things this week. Uh, first, in preparation for the release of the third Witcher game that's coming out soon. Um, I'm a big fan of that series going back to, um, well, all the way to the first one. Um, but I, I played that like a couple of years after it came out, um, just when the extended edition of that had come out. And um, I thought it was a, I mean, it was a great game all the way through. Uh, but I never went back and did any of the side content. And by side content, I don't mean the sub-quests within the game. I mean, from the title screen, you can either choose to play, quote-unquote, The Witcher, which is the entire first game, or you can play these, like, additional sort of... Um, Sex card minigames? Uh, no. Yeah. Well, not that I've oh. seen, but I'm, they're probably in there somewhere. Oh. Um, <laughs> there's these, like, little guide-in, you know, side story things, and there's seven of them. Uh, most of them are, are fairly unremarkable, I think. I played through one, uh, most, because most of them are fan-made. I played through one of those, and it was just kind of like some additional quests with no voice acting, um, no bells and whistles or anything. But two of them are actually produced by CD Projekt Red. 
they're called um, side effects, which is the one that I'm doing now, and the other is, I think, the price of neutrality or something, which neutrality is a big theme in the Witcher games. Um, so anyway, I'm playing through the first of the two additional modules of the original Witcher game that is set aside from the actual campaign. It's a self-contained thing where you're level capped at a sort of mid-range level and um, just doing sort of like some side quests. It's set up as kind of like a comedic thing where uh, the Witcher's buddy, um, Dandelion, who's a bard, was, um, you know, getting up to some something or other with someone's wife and got thrown in jail. And now you've got to basically scrape together the funds to bribe the uh, officials to get him out of jail. I like I like those kinds of things, like little fun interludes. Yeah, yeah, that's that's kind of what it is. I I don't know if it's it, it seems to me like it's probably supposed to be set before the events of the game, uh, because they actually mention a character, uh, a couple of characters and events and things that I think um, would come later, basically. Um, they refer, yeah. Well, I don't, I don't, I don't think he dies. Actually, he's just a character that pops up in the main game, but like you don't really know him yet at this point. It seems I don't know, whatever it is. But anyway, so I'm, I'm playing that. Dude, what, what zone do they take place in? What area? So the is first it? one I did took place all in the swamps. Um, swamps. If you you yep. played the game, right? Yep. Then you know the swamps. I know the so swamps. yeah, that one was <laughs> fairly uneventful. Although it, it did actually, uh, it involved a magical warp. Uh, portal to a few like sub zones or whatever. This one is taking place all within Vizima, the main um, portion of the town where, where it's got like the temple and the the pub and the sewers and the graveyard and all that stuff. I don't know yet if it's going to go anywhere else. Um, and th- these are the only two I've started so far. Sweet. Well, um, I, I didn't even I wasn't even aware that that was even a thing. You know, like. I didn't know there yeah, was the little side margin stuff. I've heard that awesome. you can play that game, and if you make a certain decision or choice, you can like fully skip like a, a third of the game at some point. I'm not I think sure you're, how thinking true of, that you're thinking of the Witcher second game, probably. Oh, is that right? Yeah, I don't know. Yeah. I, I played about ten minutes of The Witcher, and for some reason, it never stuck with me. But maybe the, I the Witcher, the original one, is um, it's slow going. You really got to commit to it. it. Not only is it slow to start, but then it it sort of sags in the middle as well. <laughs> but it it ends interestingly. It's it's definitely a rewarding playthrough. And the yeah. second is fantastic. I, I love the first game. I, I, I kind of, I was, I played it in preparation for Witcher Two coming. I'm like, I gotta play Witcher One, and I kind of wanted to get into it because I knew it was a great game. And then I remember playing through it, and just, I was very, very deliberate with everything that I did. It took me a good, you know, sixty, seventy hours. Yeah, and, me too. You know, I played through everything, did it, all the side quests that I could find, read every piece of text I could find, and. Yeah, it was it was amazing, and a lot of people complain about you know the combat. It's a little bit weird, you know. It's 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 a yeah, different like that game. timing thing, right? Yeah, but That's ultimately, I mean, the combat doesn't make that game. What makes the game is the characters and the stories and all that stuff. And I actually beat the game the week that Witcher Two came out, and then led right into Witcher Two, which was oh, nice. completely That's amazing. Perfect. It was absolutely amazing because then you know it and it it leads. Specifically, directly right into yeah, pretty much Witcher Two. Like, Witcher. there's a, there's a cutscene at the end of Witcher One Enhanced Edition that is basically telling you, hey, now Witcher Two starting basically. And yeah, you know, it was yeah, it's the, the way the way it happened for me is that I I was turned on to the game like before I even had a PC from the uh, I guess it was the Games with Windows Games for Windows podcast at the time. Uh-huh. Um, then anyway, later on when I got a PC, I knew I had to have it, so I picked it up, and I was playing through it and, and enjoying it, and I, it must have been like 
within just probably a couple of weeks after I finished it, when they first showed the first trailer for The Witcher 2, it was, I remember it being like a big coincidence. I was like, I just finished the first game and being super hyped for it because like you said, there was that sort of epilogue cutscene was already on there because I was playing the Enhanced Edition and I was like, oh yeah, that's going to rock. I'm all over it. I'm I'm, I'm super pumped for the third one. You know, I've got I've got both of them. Maybe maybe I can do a Legrand and and play the first one and the second one, just as the third one comes out. If you've got a spare hundred hours, maybe <laughs> I can do it. If you want to see both sides of Witcher two, you got to have another forty hours. Oh, no. Yeah, I think I I I did all of the Witcher two. Like I was shotgunning it before Mia here was born. Uh, that was like my last big commitment. I was I was you know going to try to get out of the way before. The, the first kid came. And, and now the kid is your last big commitment. That's, <laughs> yeah. That's it. Uh, but I, I played all the way through Witcher 2, and then I went back to my save at the end of Chapter 1. where you Odyssey, kinda, the other side. Yeah, and then I played through it all from that point, too. And, an idiot. I didn't do that. I, I only played the one side. I played the the king side, whatever the... I, I, oh, didn't, go, with, I, didn't, I didn't go with the rebels. I went with the other guy. You went with Roche? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I first went with Yorveth, and then I went back and did the Roche path also. Man, and I totally should do that. But, uh, but enough about The Witcher. I'm sure we'll be talking about that soon, more to come. Um, the other thing I've been playing this this week, I finished actually, is I am a, a very big fan of the Assassin's Creed series. Yes. Um, I've played, I think, almost literally all of them, except Unity, hey, and maybe like one or two DS things. Yeah, but did you um, play the PSP game Bloodlines? I did. Oh, but I didn't do yeah. that. Respect. I played that. I, I played it in the, the correct position in the series, too, after the first game before 2. <laughs> right on. Um, but anyway, so Assassin's Creed Chronicles China uh, stars Xiao Jun, who is, you might know from Assassin's Creed Embers, if you watched the 20-minute movie featuring the uh, death of Ezio. Ezio's, mm-hmm. yeah. Spoiler, he does die at the end of his life. Oh, well, that's, well, they actually, that, that happens in at the end of Revelations, too, right? No. No, he's, he no, pieces out at the end of Revelations. He's like, I'm what? out. No, it doesn't. Nope. Doesn't, doesn't he go and, like, sit and die in that chair? No, no, no. no. You're thinking think about Tiger. Oh, I am thinking. That's right, because it switches back and forth. That's right. Yeah. He finds that was all Tiger. Right. He sealed himself up in that uh, corrected. You're you know, right. record-keeping place or whatever. Spoilers for those who are going to play Revelations. <laughs> too late. Yeah. It's over. I applaud your... Uh, persistence at this point, but I don't think you're probably going to make it. Um, so anyway, China stars uh, Xiao Jun. She's a young um, Chinese assassin, and none of that really matters because the game is all about how you play it. And what it is, is I'm, I'm given to understand that it's a lot like Mark of the Ninja, but unfortunately I haven't actually played Mark of the Ninja. So to me, it is a 2.5D um, stealth platformy, but not, not so much platformy as Assassin's Creed platforming, but from that side-on 2D perspective, and it's it's I would say, describe it as sort of slow and deliberate and, and full of sort of stealth puzzles, where there are a bunch of guards that you know they have their routine, like they walk this way and then they turn around for a second, but then they keep walking, but then they stop and then and etc cetera, etc. Cetera. Um, so it's it's a fairly simple game to think about and describe. Um, and I wasn't really blown away by how it played when it first began, but by the end, I thought it picked up, and or maybe I'd just kind of fallen into the rhythm, and I, I did enjoy it. But I think by far the standout quality of this game has got to be the art, which is really good looking. It's it looks like one of those um, you know Chinese uh, water watercolor paintings that you see in 
you know, restaurants and museums and stuff. Um, super cool. So, and, oh, and it was 10 bucks on Steam. So I, I think it's well worth 10 bucks. I think five years ago, this probably would have been 15 on XBLA or something. Um, I, I was going to ask, is it on other platforms or is it Steam? I believe so. I'm yeah. playing it on PS4. I was going to say, I thought I heard something about it, like Vita or something. But maybe it was actually, if, if you were one of the people that bought Unity and you bought the Season Pass, <laughs> I think this game was included in all of this stuff. Yeah, I, I think I watched a trailer for like the Season Pass and it had it as part of it. It did, yeah. And, and then since then, they've also announced Chronicles India and Russia, which um, all three of these are, are featuring characters from other various Assassin's Creed transmedia things. Um, so they sort of figured out that all of the locations that everyone for years has been saying, there should be one here, there should be one there, they're going to make them into small games and just get them all out at once. Yeah, and it's not even Ubisoft that made this, actually. It's Climax Studios. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure what else they've done. Uh, but they, they also made it in um, Unreal and not the Anvil or whatever engine yeah. it is that Ubisoft uses. Yeah, um, uh, I, I, the, the one thing that I noticed when I first started playing it is that it's... I immediately picked up the controller and it controlled and played as I would expect to play an Assassin's Creed game in 2D. Like it does. the running and the buttons and you know assassin. The only thing I don't like. Have you gotten to the point where you have the rope dart and you can throw it straight up in order to climb to the ceiling? Yep, I do have that. What I don't like is that you have to be standing exactly stock still for that to work. And you can't. And then it's really slow. Yeah. Yeah. It's. Yeah. I'm. I'm kind of. I'm kind of uh, hot and cold on that game where I really, really like it, and I, I like the, the presentation, and the gameplay's cool. Mark of the Ninja, by the way, is a superior game. Uh, uh, yeah, I don't doubt it. You should totally play that game because it's it's really, really good. But anyway, um, I, it, it kind of... The one thing that I don't like, there's only one thing that I really don't like about the game, and it punishes you for playing the way that you want to play. Like an Assassin's Creed game, if you want to just go and just murder everything, you can... Well, this game rewards you for being perfectly stealthy and punishes you for actually assassinating guards. I thought um, that was an odd choice too. And and I don't really like that because I I mean I, I like to run. I, I mean when I play Assassin's Creed games, I'm more about, you know, running and on rooftops and, you know, killing guards that get in my way to my target, you know. And this game it feels like I have to specifically play stealthily. And if I don't, then I don't get the points. I don't get my upgrades. So I'm to the point now where I'm just murdering everyone. I don't care. Have and you tried? Do you think it's possible to get full marks on a level going any of the three sort of ways? Because there's Shadow, Assassin, and Brawler or whatever. Oh, that's a good idea. Because I think you can just, if you assassinate everybody but you aren't seen, I think you could probably get a I know gold. I've gotten gold, like Assassin Gold and right. Brawler, Bronze or whatever. And, yeah, I always get brawler bronze, and that's when I like screw up, and then I end up having yeah. to fight dudes and then die a few times. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. The combat is is uh, it's 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 pretty you easy to do, to do if you're do it playing against one single guy. But since you're on a two D plane, once you get surrounded by a couple of guys, um, they can take you down pretty quickly. Oh, there's a guy with a, like a shooty gun or a shotgun yeah. or something. Yeah, there's the the pistol guys. There's guys that yeah, there's all the shurikens at you, and then yeah, it's a. Uh, so you you are kind of rewarded for being stealthily. I mean, and, and playing that way is fun. Um, it does get really difficult. Um, I'm about, yeah. I don't know how many sequences there are. I'm, I think I'm on sequence six. I think um, there are 12. Okay, so I'm halfway through the game. But but some of those, like three or four of them, are the sort of like just run real fast and dodge stuff. Ah, uh, yeah, the 
the escape missions, like the yeah. So there's like six or eight of the like really involved ones. Oh, cool. Awesome. Yeah, th- th- that was a pretty fun level. There's a mission where you're trying to escape like a burning yeah. thing, and yeah, that was that was super fun. Yeah, the game's awesome for ten bucks, man. It's it's a no-brainer if you, especially if you like, you know, Assassin's Creed universe type stuff, and Agreed. or like stealth action games, um, especially the 2D variety. It's man, it's 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 good. It's a fun game. I'm really I really was, liking it. I was just looking at the studio. They've done a lot of weird, various stuff. They did the the PS4 and Vita versions of Dead Nation. They did the PC version, the PC port Castlevania: Lord of Shadows. They did Smart As, the brain training game on Vita, iPad, and Friends. Uh, they did Rocket Knight in 2010 on consoles, I guess. Silent Hill, Shattered Memories, Silent Hill Origins. Just all kinds of weird stuff. Oh, they've been around Ooh. then, huh? Yeah. Weird, so some so. sort of just one-off studio that everybody kind of Yeah, well, I don't know. I mean, I think it's kind of cool that they have variety. I mean, a lot of places will just sort of get known for one kind of thing, and then they build this, in my opinion, sort of a mythos that they're good at that when any other Way studio... forward. Yeah, exactly. Right, right, exactly. Yeah. They do They do a whole bunch of different things. Um, you know, I, I thought it was kind of weird that this was another studio and not like an UbiArt game. Well, I, I, you know, like I was saying earlier, I mean, I was sort of being a little snide about it, but uh, I, I don't think that Ubi has the band. I mean, they put, you know, 10 studios into one game, and, you know, that's going to be their big release for the, for the quarter or for the, you know, year or whatever, and uh, I, don't, I don't think they've got the bandwidth to do these little kinds of games. So I, I think it's probably a smart move, and it seems like it's turned out all right for them based on what you guys are saying about it. Yeah, I mean, I'd I mean, say it's probably 7, 8 out of 10. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'd, I'd give it about it's that. Decent. And then I'm interested to see if they change up the formula at all in the other two games, like the Russia version. Maybe, maybe the Russian assassin's more of a badass, and so he just kills everyone. And that's what I was wondering. I was wondering if this is the stealth emphasis one, and maybe the India one will be the brawler, and the Russia the assassin, or vice versa. You know? Yeah, I'm, I'm interested to see since they are. The thing is, it, the weird thing was, is I was I was laying in bed sick, and I was browsing YouTube. And I came across a Eurogamer video that was like, Assassin's Creed releasing five games this year. And I was like, what the, what is going on? And I ended up watching it and then seeing it. And that's kind of what turned me on. But I had no idea this game was even a thing until, you know, last week when I caught that video. So, um, I don't yeah, They know. haven't really been promoting it, it seems like, which is kind of a shame. Yeah, because it's, it's, it's awesome. For 10 bucks, so, man, it's worth it for sure. So Assassin's Creed and then the Grand, I think you've got something else on the list here. What else have you been playing? Yeah, so um, I just like to just mention a little bit uh, Hearthstone. So Hearthstone's been a game where um, since it came out, I've just kind of played it every month a little bit. Uh, I got pretty into it for a while where I was playing, trying to get really high in the ladder, but I don't ultimately don't have the time to, to dedicate to it. So I do okay, and then I you know then I don't play it or whatever. But uh, they just released the uh, Black Rock Mountain um, solo adventure for... Uh, Hearthstone, and if you had played had played the Noxoramus adventure, it's very very similar to that. Where basically you uh, you play the game, you go up against these various single player bosses that have absurd decks and absurd hero powers, um, and then you fight them with a deck that you build, and and then when you built it, when you beat them, then you get cards as rewards. So they do cost. Are those as, as fun? Because the Noxoramus ones I thought were pretty fun. Yeah, they're and they're all unique. There's I mean, yeah. they're, they're really, really cool. There's, um, they all have unique features, and it seems like they've really taken that even further. And I know that Noctramus was cool, and they kind of followed Noctramus kind of followed the theme of the bosses. So if you had played WoW, the the bosses had specific themes where, you know, the the guy Thaddeus that changes the polarity. You know, that's that's actually the way you fight the boss in Noctramus in WoW, and 
And uh, with Black Rock Mountain, um, you kind of travel through several different instances. So you go to Molten Core, you go to Black Rock Spire, you go to, you know, these these different these different areas um, of Black Rock Mountain, and then you fight a few bosses from that raid or, or instance. And they do the same thing as Nocturamus, where they kind of follow the way that the boss was played or and things like that. So, uh, for example, um, there's that one boss, the, fir- the very very first boss in. Uh, uh, Blackwing Lair, where you have all those eggs on the ground, and and you don't want to break them because then all the all the dragonkins spawn up and all that type of stuff. So there's that same type. Is of that the Leroy Jenkins one? No, that was in. Uh, oh, I heard Black that one. Spire. That was in Blackrock Spire. Upper Blackrock Spire. Anyway, yeah. So it's it's really good, and uh, the cards are all kind of dragon themed. Um, so that's another kind of uh, card type that they've added to the game that you can kind of build decks around. Is a dragon um, type card. Uh, so with you know goblins versus gnomes last December they added the you know the mechs cards as a thing um, and so now dragons is you know they have different dragon themed cards that buff dragons and make dragons cost less and those types of things um, they also added a new board um, so yeah it's it's really good if you're into Hearthstone then it's definitely in you know you like the single player stuff then uh, um, it's definitely worth a pickup for sure. Did, you, did either of you guys ever play the uh, uh, card game, the World of Warcraft card game? The, the no, game? I've seen it from afar. So one of the cool things that they did, uh, and this is something that I've kind of been discussing with people um, from time to time, but one of the cool things they did with that card game is obviously it was built to play you know, one-on-one. You'd, you'd get your deck together and find your buddies, and they'd get their deck together and you'd play against each other, um, you know, Magic style or whatever, Pokemon style or however you want to look at it. Um, magic style. Magic style, sorry. Pokemon. <laughs> and one, one cool thing that they did is they actually released raid decks for the card game for WoW, uh, where someone would play as a DM, and they would have this raid deck, which would have the bosses from, like, Molten Core, and then they would play the raid cards as the bosses, and then you would get a group of five players together that would work together to take down the boss. Um, cool and, idea. In uh in the card game, and then at the end, of the, you know, if you played it the proper way, then you'd get done with the game, and then there was like a, a special loot deck, um, or loot pack that you would open up that would have you know cards for each of the different classes of WoW in in the card mm. game. So the card game was actually structured very similar to the way Hearthstone is, where you had your different classes, and then you know they had their different abilities based on their class, and they all played very very differently. So one of the things that I, that I hope, I really really hope that they bring to Hearthstone at some point is the way to um, take a couple people and play co-op against um, some sort of a boss where you can kind of build decks that synergize with each other to fight, you know, an even bigger foe. Yeah, that's um, kind of a cool idea. I, I personally need that game to be something different. I it just I don't know something about it just does not click with me. I got really tired of the RNG phenomenon with Hearthstone, and I finally just kind of had to. Just yeah, I, I, there was something about it just, that just seemed fundamentally imbalanced to me. And I'm not just saying that because I lost every single match I ever played it, ever. But that might be part of it. Could, could be something like that. T- to me, it's like, I don't have the time to dedicate to compete, so I just kind of play it for fun with my friends and then play these <clears throat> single-player things as they come out. Um, so I make sure I get to rank 20 every single month so I can get my card back for whatever reason. It just takes a few games. But uh, yeah, but I I definitely see where you're coming from. Um, and he, even then, I was watching a stream yesterday, a Hearthstone stream by one of the the top. I don't know if you guys ever watched Crip. He's one of the top Hearthstone streamers. Uh, when he was doing uh, D3. Yeah, he also ago. was the first hardcore mm-hmm. Inferno. That's right. Um, kill the Barbarian. D3. Yeah. Yep. 
anyway, yeah, so did I. Hey, awesome. <laughs> so, uh, anyway, so he was streaming and he was like playing, and he's very, very analytical and very, very good at the game. He's one of the top arena players, but he was, uh, he was playing the game and he got finished with a match that he had lost and he was sitting there analyzing and he's just like going back through the, through the plays and he was just like, yep, there's absolutely no way, nothing that I could have done differently that would have made me beat this guy, um, based on the cards that I had dealt to me. Um, and that's, and that is a little unfortunate. Um, and I don't think that's true every single game. Um, but in the one specific match that I watched, that's kind of what he came across. So kind of felt that way to me. Well, cool. Yeah. Well, maybe I'll have to give that one another try too. So you guys are bringing up games that I should probably give some second chances to. I think. Well, the the single player stuff. Like, I mean, you don't have to worry about, um, you know, dealing with other people that may have put money into the game that you haven't done. Right. Uh, one thing that you do have to do with, um, sometimes with the, with a single player decks is you ha- you have to actually build a deck specifically to counter a boss mechanic so you can get through a boss. Um, yeah. Anyway, that's, that's something awesome. you have to do have to deal with with these little. Uh, single-player adventure games. Yeah, I know. With with Nax, I would fight a boss, and if I lost, then I would just build the right deck, yep. right? Yep. Or or because you can see the hero power before you fight them, I think. Right. Right. You, you might even know what you're getting into, but right. sometimes they surprise you with the cards that they plop out. Yeah, and that that seems seems to be the case. And there's a few bosses that have taken me um, a few tries to even beat them, even with my main my mainstay decks. So. Uh, yeah, it's it's good and it's fun and it's it's a it's a nice diversion. The other cool thing is they release it on phones, so I've actually been playing it a lot on my iPhone, um, which is cool uh, because it's just right there. You know, I always have it with me, um, so that's nice. Yeah. I'm gonna pop in, spend five minutes, you know, fight a boss. I'd like then... to keep my job, so. Uh, <laughs> but good for good for small small bites, right? Small little bites. That's right. And that's why. That's why I like it. Just anyway. like the game bites podcast oh man that Good you've one. just been listening to so that is our show for this week we appreciate you listening to our ruminations on the games that we've been playing if you'd like to tell us about some of the games you've been playing or weigh in on some of our thoughts you can find us on twitter collectively at game bites show you can find our website uh gamebitesshow.com you can find us individually on twitter as well i can be found at jeremy underscore lamont and you can find me at legrand i'm uh, count underscore elmdor you can also find Jared Red Eye Dunn at Red underscore I, who will uh, stream at least once a week, sometimes more often, the games that we've been playing. Uh, most recently, you can see all of us getting our butts whooped at Titanfall on the PC. Uh, good times. That stuff streams on our Twitch channel, Game Bytes Show, and it will be uploaded to YouTube immediately thereafter, so you can relive the memories forever and ever and ever. Again, we appreciate you listening to the show. We will see you again at the top of the week for our News Bites segment where we talk about the news and uh, releases and topics of the day. And until then, uh, you can, um, I guess, just listen to us and find us wherever. So thanks very much for listening, and we'll see you next time. Bye.